We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Jack Ramsey's Post Game Show. I'm your host, Danny Marine, joined as always by Brandon Sprague. Blazers win. Didn't see that one coming tonight. Uh, 110, 106 of the <laughs> Indiana Pacers. I mean, five let's... and a half point favorites. You didn't. You really didn't think they'd win tonight. No. Why? I I mean, you had to have all of those performances tonight, and including yeah. the Pacers uh, falling all over themselves for the final three minutes in order to <sighs> steal a game. I thought they were about to push that lead to 20 in a matter of two oh more minutes. Oh, my God. And then they went ice cold in Portland and started executing. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but it, it is the Pacers. Like, I wasn't I – I'm not shocked that they won this game. Did they execute or did the Pacers uh, execute themselves? Because back-to-back Danny. smoked – Down or Danny. Just saying, back-to-back smoked layups. Uncontested smoked layups. Hey, what do they say, man? Pressure makes diamonds, right? Like – Got a lot of coal in Indiana. A lot of coal in Indiana right now. So yeah, it uh, it was a game. Uh, I, I have a reeling suspicion. <laughs> I have a reeling suspicion. Most people are going to be like, so about Damian Lillard, which we're going to yeah. talk about, folks. As you can sell, as you can tell, uh, Brandon right. is full on wearing his tinfoil hat. He's not we're waiting for the go. debut of tinfoil time. No. Um, it's it's it is. You know, I, I gave Mike my quick rundown. What is um, mm. what is your overall takeaway? Uh, from this game, like I don't even know. Like, what... uh, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of what the game was. It's all over the map. I mean, <laughs> there's some ups, there's some downs, uh, some good, there's some bad. Uh, look, I'll say this: it was encouraging to see a good start. I mean, didn't we yes. talk about that in the pregame? Yes, like, we did hey, see that. Starting lineup has largely been blech, and uh, they haven't got off to good starts. And they got off to a good start. They obviously they I think they pushed lead up to 16 at one point. They blew that by the half, and it was only six. And I text you. I'm like, I know I shouldn't be, but I, I'm. Has this only a six point game? I felt awful about that. And then they came out in the second half, and it started to kind of turn into what I felt like. Indiana started to put more pressure on them, start executing on offense, and before you know it, you're looking up, and Indiana has the lead. Um, and without Robert Covington, though, they they don't win this game. I know we'll talk about Dame. We'll talk about Nurk. CJ had some real awful possessions tonight. His box um, score looks glorious, but he had some possessions uh, that you wanted to shoot into the sun. Yeah, we we were watching the same game. Yeah. Um, Robert Covington won in the game. That performance was great. I was I was actually legitimately happy for that dude. He 
he's somebody I like. He's not that, you know, he's got some personality that we really know all that much about, but he's a hard worker and uh, they ask him to do a lot on defense, make up for a lot of deficiencies and, and not get a ton of touches and not get a ton of touches. So to see him capitalize was great tonight. Uh, Headlines tonight, Blazers bounce back behind Bob's big shots. Blazers 110, Pacers 106. I know you love that alliteration, Brandon. You love alliteration. It's fun. It's yeah. fun. It's, I mean, it's... You know who else loves my – my nine-year-old daughter loves to do those too. Well, I mean, clearly she she gets it. No, I'm not making fun of you for that. No. I just – she loves alliteration. I just randomly just blurts them out. I have like two like go-to headline modes. Really te- cheesy dad jokes. <laughs> or alliteration. Those are my two lanes. Those are your specialties. I am uh I am a Vaka Zubach or where I am I, I, I don't do a ton of things well in my literary right. capabilities. But the things that I do well, I know my lanes, man. I screen, I dive hard, I play physical. That's that's my writing <laughs> style. High motor guy. <laughs> I I motor guy. Uh do we do we want to get into the dame stuff right away? I, I kinda think we should. I think it's I, like it's kinda like the 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 overall like premise of the night. So the Dame, win is nice, but team finished uh, with a whopping four points on two of 13 over six from three. And what was a, not even objectively, it was his worst shooting night of his career from a standpoint of not only missing everything, having just the most hesitant trigger I've ever seen from him. It's, it's clearly even beyond a physical thing. It's yeah. a mental thing. Now he turned down a half dozen shots tonight. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, he also got rim checked. Rim checked on an uncontested runway takeoff dunk. So 
physically, you know, screw it. Oh, we're going right into it, Sprague. You know why? We got welcome we, to the party. We we we've got a tinfoil yes. snapback. <laughs> Leave it to you to have a tinfoil snapback. There we go. My God, it took me a while to get this right too. By the way, and it if it looks like it's cutting my head, it's because it is cutting my head. That's probably why mine's this way. I got tired of dealing with it. I'm like, just wrap it around my head, make mm-hmm. it look like a towel or something. Yeah, it was, uh, let's get into the tinfoil time where I have a theory, folks. I have a theory, and I think I've uh, stated it plenty of times now. Damian Lillard is not physically right. No. Just, he's not. It was never more obvious. <laughs> if you didn't think so, tonight you walked away going, yeah, he's he's not, he's he, not right. He got bodied by TJ McConnell, who is a, is a very solid point of attack defender. I don't want to take away from TJ McConnell, but he's also shorter than me. Stop it. That's Damian Lillard. I don't care what you say about DJ McConnell. That's Damian Lillard. He should not be stopping Damian Lillard all night. Yeah, it was it was rough. Hey, I'm okay, look, we're wearing the hats. We're in the we're in the trust tree here. We're throwing things mm-hmm. out. You know, some of this is gonna stick, some of it's not. He needs to sit for two weeks. I have I have said the same thing. I saw, you know, I saw uh, uh, one of our listeners, Brandon Goldner, said a month, and I thought a month is a bit extreme. But now I'm sitting here, I'm like, I'd like to see him sit for two weeks. I get to two weeks. Lindsay, who's my editor, who she says, as your editor, yes, she knows, she knows my my lanes, and also that I have a very fat head. <laughs> it is, it's a giant noggin. Uh, it is very difficult to get the the tin foil just right. I had to use a whole roll because I have a very large large head. That's um, a whole roll. No, I'm I'm entirely kidding. Um, I mean, I kind of believe you. Yeah, I, oh, I mean, it is done very well. Like it's, it's the it's, whole. It's very good. It's it looks like thing. you bought it. You look like a guy in downtown asking for money without saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you should have just painted. You should have painted your head right here, and just leaned all the way into being like, "I'm gonna go half robot." There you go. Mm-hmm. Just go full silver paint. Yeah. Um. So it's. It's gotten to the point where I'm just like, yeah, it doesn't look good, Bob. I don't think anybody can refute it at this point in time. It's, But this is what he has done his whole career. He has played through stuff. He has been uh, physical, gutted it out, whatever you want to call it. And it's just been it's been a, something he's been able to figure out. And I don't know if this is something he's like, let's just run, let's run through the timeline. We kind of did this the other night. End of the season ends poorly. He gets... Uh, the smallest bit of time off before he has to turn to Team USA. Team USA, he's facing all of the comments, all of the criticism, the coaching stuff, the non-committal stuff, the Henry Abbott, the true hoop stuff. So the mental toll is there. Mm-hmm. He's also got the pressure, and let's not forget this, he's got the pressure of making the Olympic team for the first time and being the starting point guard for the Olympic team. And struggling. But let's say, and flying talking about that, to the other right? side of the world yeah. during covid yeah. Where they have things mostly locked down in Japan. That's got to be a lot. Struggling, dealing with the abdominal issue, yep. all of the questions about the roster and Chauncey yep. and everything else. Yep. And then he gets home and what does he do? Does he get married? Yeah. He goes and gets married. Which, look, you can say, hey, maybe he didn't have a lot to plan. But you know what? Whether he did or not, to me, doesn't matter. If you've been a part of a wedding, you know that. That's a, you can feel that stress. Hey, Brandon, are you married? Yeah. I'm married. Yeah. I, I did a courthouse wedding during COVID. That was stressful. How about I mean, in, yeah. how about inviting inviting two hundred people and having Snoop Dogg and having all of those things done and catered and yeah, I don't care how much help you have. 
Does That's he also have lot. three kids under the age of three? <laughs> Two of which are twins. <laughs> and he had to sneak a honeymoon in there. Yeah. So there's traveling again. I mean, mean, and then he comes back. And now the season starts. And boom, here you go. With a brand new coach. Yeah. Expectations. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he does is grab a microphone and say, Gonna need y'all be patient with us. I know we're gonna look like crap. I wish somebody would have uh, made I felt like somebody should have snatched that. that mic. But how you know, I, I I was on Twitter when he said it, and there was nobody on my timeline going, um, what? Problematic. Like everybody was acting like that was just some normal pre you know, pre-tip season starting message. I'm like, that's not the message you tell hmm. people. Yeah. Hey, be patient with us. Uh, excuse me. This is your seven. What, what do I need to be patient for? Yeah, no, this is uh hit the ground running. You're like, not you really learning the game of basketball. No, that's why the habits thing is stupid. It's like, yes. these dudes have been playing for a decade. They're not relearning the sport. There's some tweaks with screens. There's some tweaks with cutting. There's rotational tweaks. Like they've been playing for a decade, man. Like, what do you need to get ready for? Oh my God. This is, this is going to kill me. It's like cutting. It's like cutting the skin at this point. I mean, eventually we could take these off. I'm yeah, okay with that. Well, it's going to stay here. So, um, oh, yeah, I'm going to keep it in the studio. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Is anything that I've said that I've said here like running counter to any of your thoughts? No, we, Danny. I hate to be this guy, but we have talked. We laid this out already in a podcast. We yeah. were like, "Hey, think about season-ending Olympics, rumor mill, hot stove." J kids uh situation chauncey situation not playing well in the olympics like there was all of that for the last four months of this dude's life and you know that's you know for all the stuff going on in sports i think it's interesting the mental health stuff's interesting like how many athletes are willing yes. to talk about it and I, i'm not i'm not suggesting dame i'm just saying like this is a time where i think we can all acknowledge even if you're not dealing with mental health like that's still a lot on the plate that's a big plate of stuff and some days it's easier to deal with that. And then you add an, an injury, like a tweak, like it's just, it's not good. And, and to see him play like that, man, like I think back to that Clipper game a few years back, it might've been 2015 and he, he shot awful. He couldn't hit a bucket to save his life, but he finished with like 15 boards, 19 boards. Like he had some crazy night. You remember that game? Yes. He found other ways to make a real impact and not to take away from his floor game. Cause his floor game has been the best that's ever been yeah. as a playmaker, but not because to, he's still drawing defenders as if he's going to be he's that He's still that guy because everybody's yeah. like, oh, this is the night he gets it back. Oh, this right. is the, I have had right. beat reporters, people who cover teams, other media, other bloggers, other guys around the league, every single night before they come to town or the Blazers come to town, this is the night Dan gets right, huh? This is the I've night been, right, Haven't huh? we been trading that off a little? Well, maybe not you as much because you, you're buying more into like the serious injury, but I've had a couple games where I'm like, I think this is it. I think he's going to go off tonight. Like tonight was when I almost said that. And I think I put it as my like it, but man, I didn't see four points coming and him looking the way that he did physically. No. I tinfoil or no tinfoil hat. I, my conclusion is I don't know what he's going to say or if he's ever going to admit it, but it'd be nice if somebody was stepping like, Hey Dame, let's just, let's rest you for 10 games. Let's see how you feel after 10 games. Listen, if he could take five games right now, five even, games. even yeah, if, maybe even 10 if he swears to God, you know, take the blessing. I'm, I'm healthy. Take five games, get your mentals, right? Just, Whatever it is, just get away from stuff. I'm with you there, though. Like five games, ten is a bit extreme, but five. But no, would be cool. I, but I'm saying, like, regardless of anything, 
take five legitimately go like this is a, this is a perfect time snickers should come in right now and be like you're not yourself right now dame how about a snickers like it's mm. it's that sideways just like figure something out um i'm not gonna sit here and be a, an entire bummer the entire time uh um, dude what, what's with this downer danny stuff i was trying to leave with roco and you're like Let's get into the dame. No, no, I asked you, and you you said, "Listen, I'm, I'm no, I'm not, it, it, it's I think it's, it's still the biggest, the biggest story. story. Yeah, it is, and it sucks. Um, let's talk about Cub, man. Let's let's talk about Cub because I, I have been a subscriber to uh, just wait on Cub. He's a slow starter. Just chill on Cub. Now the the lack of defense stuff bothered me. He definitely was. I think there was a level of frustration of not getting some touches, not getting involved. Uh, lo and behold, over the last two games, he got a little bit more involved, and guess what happened? Mm-hmm. Weird yep. how that worked. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's... He's I bet about as much of a... I just need to touch the ball guy as there is in the NBA. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You know what, though? Like, I feel like if, if, if any of us have played any basketball ever, you have games like that. You're like busting your ass and you mm. have that guy that's maybe not the best player, but you can tell he wants to shoot the most shots. Sometimes you have a position you're like, dude, I'm busting my ass down here. You can't hit me one time when I'm wide open. Just let, let me touch the ball because more often than not, yeah. I'm not going to force it if it's not there. But if you wait two, three, four, five more possessions, now I'm, I'm jacking this up no matter what you do. I mean, you shouldn't have a game where you play 20 minutes and shoot zero shots. No, you should not. Like, uh, that was problematic. I think they did a really good job to, to open up this game. The first, like, five, six possessions, four of them, involved Robert Covington in one way or another in a primary action. We saw the initial, um, hilariously, uh, or coincidentally enough, uh, Caitlin talked about the Ram screens. They, ra- they ran Ram sca- screen to start the game to get Norm on the back pick um, for Nurk over the top, and it got basically the three guys who kind of need to get themselves going in Norm, Cove, and Nurk. Yeah. Norm's a guy who, if you get him going, he just keeps going early. Nurk, if you don't get him going, disappears. And Cove, if you don't get him going fast enough, is going to get irritable. I, I think yeah. that was a targeted thing by Chauncey. Is that how you looked at that? Uh, 100%. Unfortunately, one of those three guys disappeared. Yes. <laughs> do you do you want to do you want to give give Big Shot Bob a little bit more love before we go on a Nurk? Or <laughs> no, Big Shot Bob was great. Um, to see him hit those clutch threes at the end to give him the lead and then to kind of ice the game was fantastic. And, and Norm was really good tonight. I, I liked what I saw from Norm. I loved his energy. Yes. Like when Norm, you know, maybe it is as simple as getting him involved early 
but like he just has kind of that dog in him that mm-hmm. I love where even if he's maybe struggling from the field, I still feel like I see him running and diving everywhere when he's out there. Like he's, he, does, he finds ways to, to contribute. Yeah. He just doesn't feel like a guy that's like, well, I don't have it tonight. I'm just going to pack it in. He has games where he doesn't finish with a high uh, amount of points, but I still feel like he he's, he's working hard to do something for the team. That, that's quality. I like about Norman Powell. Yeah. I, I feel like Norm is kind of a, a, a bellwether guy in the sense of he's a good measurement for where the, where the team is going to be that night. If you get him going, other guys will kind of feed off of him. Well, it's not entirely true because it didn't happen against Cleveland, but well, but like you know who the Lakers would love to have Norman Powell. Yes, a hundred percent, a guy who's reliable. Who again, we'll, we'll talk about Ant here a little bit because this is a show that I put together, folks, and I'm going to talk about Ant pretty bleeping Simons. <laughs> but uh, Norm has uh, probably been overshadowed a bit by Ant because. I think we kind of expect it from Norm and, and Ant getting this is like, oh my God. Um, but Norm has shot the freaking cover off the ball, man. Mm-hmm. He's he's at, I believe he's at 50, 40, 90 now. Let me, what, did he, what did he end up with tonight? He ended up uh, 8 of 14. So yeah, he's yeah. 50, 40, 90 now. He's 6 of 6 on the line. So Norm and Ant are both 50, 40, 90 guys now. So uh, what if I told you the 50, 40, 90 guys were uh, Ant and Norman Powell and coming into the season? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could believe it with Ant. Just because I didn't expect the volume to be that high, but it, what's funny is his his volume continues to be like ten shots, twelve shots, eleven shots, ten shots, eleven shots. Like it's the same every yeah. night. And other than the one off night, he just keeps finding a way to finish at fifty percent, fifty percent, forty eight percent, fifty percent. And the same with Norm, who's doing it on even more volume, which pretty damn impressive, man. It's yeah. uh, it's it's something that just. If the Blazers didn't have what they have gotten out of Norm and Ant, where would they be right now? Is winless too harsh? <laughs> Probably. Probably a okay. little too hard. But So they'd be at one win? Yeah, one or two. If, if, I think. Dame, if Dame is – I mean, obviously we're, we're changing what's happened, right? But, like, Dame's injury is still a constant. So I, if you told me they have the same record as Detroit, I'm not shocked. Which would be terrifying. Um, right. For obvious reasons, four and five now, that looks a lot better than uh, three and six, right? Yeah. Well, he, yeah, obviously, but but I, you don't understand. You understand what I'm saying? I expected him to win these next two. Like I had the Pacers and the Lakers as wins. I expected them to get to five and five because I think this is who they'll be. They will lose two or three in a row. They will win two or three in a row. They will lose two or three in a, like that's kind of the <laughs> team we are seeing right now. And until we see an extended win streak and play that, you go, man felt really great walking away from that game because you largely haven't this season. I'm going to believe Have you walked away from a game yet feeling good? Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, you could say that Phoenix didn't play well back-to-back, Chris Paul, whatever, but, like, they At least, still won the game. I yeah, heard. it's true, and it was fun. You you get the bench, you know, the deep bench in and yeah. had them going crazy. So, yeah, I guess that was fun. Okay. And Memphis, like, I guess I'll give them Memphis two to a certain extent just because I thought Memphis was going to beat them that night. And they and... punched them in the face in the third quarter. Yeah. Okay. So you get so you get two two real moments out of two out of nine. It's not bad. <laughs> God, man, I'm trying not to be pessimistic. I swear to God, I am not. Nah, I, I don't know if you are. I I am. It is. It's just. I never knew somebody would be more downer about some uh, a team than I was. Like on my radio show, I am bummer branded, and I yeah. come to this podcast, and it's downer, Danny. It's yeah. like, watch out, Brandon. You think you're you're pessimistic. <laughs> 
it's just like I just want to see them play well. And I just haven't really seen like long stretches of them playing well. Uh, yeah. For everybody who's coming in here now, thank you all so very much. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe. If you're watching here on YouTube, if you're watching the Playback Live, or if you're listening to the podcast tomorrow morning, uh, click on over to YouTube, subscribe. Help us get to 2,000. The channel's growing faster and faster and faster, and we've got a bunch of stuff planned for the community that I think you guys are really going to enjoy. Uh, and if you, uh, you know, you're feeling up to it, like, rate, and view the uh, podcast. Jack Ramsey's available wherever podcasts are found. Um, you know who I'm never going to sour on, Brandon? Who? Anthony Simons. Duh, look at the picture in the background. Uh, yeah, you know what? There's one of Gary, too. and there's. there's I know. Your there's... head kind of blocks Gary, though. There we go. I'll yeah, do see, the show like this. Um, <laughs> I've, I've got the Dame jersey. I've got the Nurk jersey. There's a lot of stuff in here. No, it's, it's look, it's okay. We understand. We've known this about you. You're not shy about it. And you clearly strategized your background to really only include Anthony Simons. It's true. And he also made it into the DirecTV ad, just as a shout out to Eminem for giving me the artwork. So. Look, you play Call of Duty with the guy. Like yeah. you're, you're, you're gonna be biased with Anthony Simons. It's okay. Cody Franklin says Danny and Mike Richmond on the same podcast would be so negative. Hilariously, <laughs> Mike and I talk a ton, and we have different ways of. And you can attest to this, Brandon. Yeah, we have I, different I ways of, of looking at things, and it's just uh, <laughs> we end up coming to the same basic conclusions on a lot of different things. Um, but Anthony Simons, is, but Mike is dark in the the front, and then he'll he'll like he'll kind of paint a rosy picture where it's like, you're like, well, let's talk about why the world's ending. <laughs> and there's no going up from that moment. Like there is. See, look, no. I'm painting. I'm painting. This is me. Bob Rossing it right now no, with my, they, I've got, got my Anthony Simon's palette out Stop. right now. I'm going to paint a little, little tree over here. I paint a little happy little tree over here. Danny, they won a game by 30 and you went, can I tell you what I didn't like tonight? I was just like, what? Okay, listen, I was leaning in a little too much on that one, okay? That's how it goes. Uh, okay. Um, but Anthony Simons tonight, uh, I mean, let's be honest. Two guys just saved Portland tonight in long stretches. Uh, yeah. Robert Covington to close this fourth quarter tonight and Anthony Simons in the second quarter. Uh, yeah. Portland um, opened up the game looking really good, and I think most of it had to do with their energy. Uh, the execution wasn't great. That's whatever. I, you and I have talked about this a million times. Good energy and shot making can cover up a lot of sins. They and, shot 43% from three tonight. Yeah. And so when you start doing that, you're like, eh, you'd like to see a little bit more consistency in some things. But, hey. Right, right. They got out in transition. They were forcing some turnovers. The Pacers had three left feet for most of the first quarter. And then I don't know what happened. I think TJ McConnell was like a, a, maybe a late addition to the starting lineup, and that rattled him or something because he was a train wreck. For he was. Game. Remember, because Brogdon got scratched pregame. He was yeah. questionable for tonight. And that's he's typically pretty steady. That's what makes him kind of a reliable backup point guard. But yeah. he was an abject disaster to start this game. Yes, and then was. Ant came out with that second unit, and it was like, bang, 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 bang. And you're just sitting there going, and then he hit that that trailing three in the third quarter to kind of get things going uh, after the half uh, on the uh, the loose ball, and that's what kind of got Portland back into things before the Pacers got back going when the starting lineup came back in. <sighs> but well, don't I think I think it's almost maybe it's there for you, maybe it's not for everybody else. But for me, it, I, I'm I'm damn near close, if not right at the. It's safe to say that this is what we're gonna get from Ant and. I think with that, it's going to keep you in a lot of games that maybe you don't have any business hanging around in, which is a great thing. It's going to give an opportunity to get more wins that way. 
Um, it might be a little terrifying for me to have to say that, but I think that's also a positive of Anthony's development. The thing about this season that is, I think, kind of reminiscent of last year is that when Carmelo Anthony took and made threes and took all the other trash out of his game, he saved the Blazers multiple times. I, I strongly believe this. He had games they ended up winning and losing, but there were momentum swings in those games, and he would be the one that would hit a, a mid-range or a three, and it would just do enough to stop a full-on assault yep. by the other team. He had a lot of those moments, and that was one thing I gave I gave him credit for that on Twitter. Like, hey, I know he's not perfect, but he does have for some. He's he's, he's made for the big for shot. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing I, I've seen Ant show flashes of big time shot making in the sense of they need a bucket right now. And I mean, he had that pull up three in the in the was it the end of the first quarter that was like, oh my god! Like yeah. you you could see the. I mean, he was Sam Caselling it, just big balls and walking into that three. And I was like, if he's hitting that, I think it might have been his first shot of the game even. If he's hitting that, that's terrifying because that's a level of confidence that we haven't seen from him yet. And I think, again, that just that falls towards that what Melo did and I think has, has, Ant has kind of lived at that level so far this season where when they've needed a big shot in the middle of the game – it hasn't been Dame. It hasn't been CJ. It hasn't been Norm. It has been Ant almost every stinking game for them. And that's that's even further than I would have gone this year with projecting how good he was going to be. I honestly thought the beginning of that rant, you were explaining how aroused you were when you were like... <laughs> that you were doing, big! When you were doing the Cassell thing before you got to Cassell, you were like, and, and I mean, it was like... Uh, uh, and I'm like... <laughs> I was like, where is he going with this? Where is this going? Oh, God. And you ended up talking about genitalia, just somebody else. Just close. Good. Yeah, that that's, good. that's how it goes. Um, but Ant had a monster game in limited time and limited shots. They threw the four-guard lineup out there again. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Hyken? Did you guys see Hyken tweet? Yeah, the, the sarcasm was pretty damn heavy in that. So uh, for anybody wondering what, what Hyken was talking about, he said uh, basically something along the lines of, I wouldn't be surprised to see the four-guard lineup in the starting lineup uh, as the starting lineup <laughs> next year alongside Yusuf Nurkic. Run it back! I mean, if if you are if you followed um, any kind of thing between Hyken and I um, and my, you know, love for Ant and his game, um, that's, that's, that was both a shot at me and at Neil, so... Um, I appreciate you, Sean. He gave you a shout out. Did he? I, I, I had to get everything ready. I think he so said, "Yeah, the uh, the meringue, big night for the meringue fan club or something." Oh, like the that. meringue agenda. The meringue agenda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's usually a good one. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, who 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 has their own personal brand and agenda? The Heritage ninety one. CJ McCollum. Tonight, mm. the headline is: So you have heard of me? A uh, couple stinkers uh, last couple games as far as efficiency-wise. Uh, not so inefficient tonight, 11-19, 5-9 from 3, 27-6-5. Mm. A, a box score that screams, I cooked. And he did have some possessions where he absolutely fried dudes. Mm-hmm. But by God, Brandon, he was hunting shots tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, early on, I, I was thinking one of my first takeaways of the game was – Indiana's baseline defense was absolute trash. They just took advantage of those dudes running baseline. And CJ, that was one of his first buckets was mm-hmm. when he went, and I think he got the dunk. Um, yeah, he blew by Miles Turner, who looked like he had just ate a giant loaf of bread. 
he's an odd player for me, man, because I can see, I see the highs and I can also recognize some of the lows, right? Like, and he's not by any means going to be a perfect player, but he cooks dudes. He hits some big shots from time to time. No doubt. He also takes a lot of possessions away from them with his dribble, 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 dribble. Let me shoot up fake. Oh, no, no shot. Kick out four seconds on the shot clock. Now, now I got to cook. Yeah, so it's it's like there's a little give and take there. And the stat line, I mean, I he could hear this rant and go, "What a moron!" Point to the box score and say, "Bro, I cooked. We won the game. Shut up!" Like he's and he's technically right, but it, I just I think when Dame's in a, a funk or he's injured, it makes every one of these that much more important because you don't know how yeah. long this is gonna go. And in the in the West, man, every game matters. And so you just want to see the the second dude on this team, the guy paid to be the second dude for more than one game, just carry them, like be the guy that mm-hmm. carries them. And he had good stretches, but like I, tonight for me was the Rocco and, and Ant game. So it's kind of crazy because you look at between the two lead guards and, and Dame and CJ Knight, 17 assists, uh, six turnovers, not great. Uh, again, if you guys missed the, the pregame show, Go back and watch it, and I'm not just saying that from like the sense of like go give us views. Caitlin Cooper stopped by, who's a, uh, a contributor for Indy Cornrows, and she basically gave you the game in a nutshell of what was going to happen, how it was going to go down, and it came down pretty much exactly as she said. But one of the things she she highlighted in CJ was some of the stuff that that Brandon and I have talked about, and people have gotten a little irritated about in the sense of you know um, how CJ fits in. It's not like he's a black hole to the extent of like Pete Carmelo. I know I, I, I gave Carmelo, you know, props earlier, but Pete Carmelo right. was the biggest ball stopper maybe in NBA history. Right. CJ does find like those easy dump off plays that are like the most simple assists that you can ever find that sometimes Dame doesn't see. And I think that's the a weird juxtaposition because when he starts getting into his bag, there isn't a pry bar big enough or long enough to get that bleeping ball out of his hands. It's just, it's gone. And you can see it coming. And everybody knows who's watched this team at all for any period of time can see it coming. And I think that's the part, like, trying to figure that out. But, and this is where I'm going to give CJ a little bit of leash here, in that Dame has sucked. Like, yeah. not not like, oh, he struggled. Dame has been awful. To his standard, it's it's been a one. And so, CJ kind of has to do this. Which is why I haven't just, like, been like, oh, by the love of God, please move the ball. Because somebody's got to score. And CJ's most effective way that he knows how to score. Yes, you don't think a, other guys can score on this team? I think Ant can, but they're not going to pull one of those guys to allow him to move that mm. far up the pecking order to get the shots. I think this, I, I think you're hitting on something correct, but I also look at this roster and, and th- this is kind of what I'm talking about is like sometimes you adjust what your natural game is, right? To Because if your star players on one, and struggling, I don't know if everything should stay the same. I think if you're the number two, you kind of have to fill in some of the void that maybe he's lacking. And, and yeah. you could say, well, that's scoring. I don't disagree with that, but I, I think they have other guys on this team that could get maybe a, a look or two more and they could be okay. But that's where I think we're, we're kind of running into like these weird things of like, you're asking Dame to be something he's not quite. You're, well, that's why he needs to sit. Yes. And that's <laughs> even, even if, even if Dame was totally right, 
this whole, this whole idea of like Dane being off ball, he says, I want to be off ball, but his actions have always said otherwise because right. he's more comfortable with the ball in his hands. And it's not like he can't play off ball. He does from time to time. And he did under Terry from time to time, but he wants that ball in his hands. CJ wants the ball in his hands. Like he's a great catch and shoot guy. One of the best in the NBA, mm-hmm. but he still does not want to give that thing up. He wants to cook. He like, He's not pounding the ball just for the hell of it. That's what he likes to do. So you're doing that. We've done this kind of Nurk experiment. Norm's sitting there kind of like, hey, guys, remember, yeah, promise me some touches. Ant's I need Yeah. Ant's sitting there like, hey, buddy, remember me? I'm only getting 10 shots tonight. I can take a few more. I'm your most efficient shooter right now. <laughs> so you're just going down the list of things. So you've got guys, You're like Chauncey is trying to balance a dozen things right now. And I think for the most part, he's done a, a relatively good job. Considering all of the stuff that's non-basketball related, would you agree? Oh, I, I think, yeah, the ma- overwhelming majority of the season, he's done a pretty good job. Like, you know, I nitpick a little last game. That's fine. Like, Nas should always play more than 11 minutes, but... He's hitting the right notes. I Yeah, I think for the most part, like, he's got everybody's minutes roughly where they kind of need to be. Which... That's, the, I think, the biggest part of this. Like, just, for the most part, keep everything in the box. A few things may get loose here or there. As long as he's not making the same mistakes over and over again, I do kind of find it funny that they are leaning into that four-card lineup over and over and over again. He was asked about it. He said he'll keep playing, and if it means it's going to win. Well, this is the first time it's won, hasn't it? Because we saw yep. that we debuted in Charlotte, right? Yep. So, it's, it's one and three so far. <laughs> hey, there's a lot of season left. He went back to that well, though. Here's the thing. They might not have four guards soon, so. Yeah, no kidding. Here's the thing. I am glad that he's willing to go back to the well because he's going back to it because guys are playing well and he can't take yep. Damian Lillard off the floor. Yep. So he's finding the the point in between of, I can't take my franchise off the floor, but what I can do is I can put one more shooter out there and hope to God that that's enough. Yeah. Um, speaking of downsizing, we saw the Larry Nance Jr., uh, at center lineup, and Brandon, color me intrigued. Mm-hmm. Me too. Uh, that lineup was probably Portland's most successful consecutive run of possessions on both sides of the floor. You had Snell, you had Nasir, you had Nance, and it was like, huh, six, 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 seven, six, eight. Oh, look at that. Would you imagine that? A bunch of good-sized athletic dudes on the floor at the same time, and they look competent on both ends. That's the beauty of not having Tim Duncan's in the NBA anymore. When you don't have skilled, high-level skilled basketball players that play primarily down low that are getting 20 looks, it's easy to make up for your lack of size in a lot of matchups. Now, some nights it's going to kill you, but I think nights like tonight show you why it can work. I also think it's a real problem that the two lineups we've talked about include Larry Nance at center and Cody Zeller at center and not the guy that played 23 minutes. This this uh, this dude, play again tonight. It's it's not it's not working. And I I think they I think for all the guard talk and whether what Neil's gonna like I I would be on the phone today. This isn't working. Like, it's not gonna change. For Miles might, Turner. If you could get Miles Turner, it, I don't know why Indiana would do that, but if you could, maybe they're aspiring. But if you could get Miles Turner, hell yeah. I just I love Nurk. I, I love the idea of use of Nurkic. He has been outplayed for what? Five straight games. 
I think you said that properly the second time. And that's been looming for the idea of Yusuf Nurkic as opposed yes. to like what he has yes. actually been. Yes. Tonight, 10 and 9, three assists, four of eight. But that's not the guy. Like, that's those are okay numbers. That's a very good backup. Yep. It's and he wants to be paid to be your number three. That there's a yeah. I I don't have camera space big enough to capture the gap between those two. I mean, he was supposed to be Nikola Jokic light. He he played 23 minutes tonight against a team that has two seven foot skilled three. Players. They've got three, Goga yeah, too. Three, you're right. Three. Sorry. <laughs> there's always one on the floor. Like yes, there's never a time when you're like, hey, you know what? They've got a really big, strong dude on the floor. Nah, you know it's just. I don't. I'm not saying this to crap on the guy. I I, I love hit the idea of his game, but man, he is just he is in his own way. Yeah. Just so often the they came out with good energy tonight, and he was a big part of that to start this game. He was effective uh, on both sides of the floor. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, he had the nice little lead pass to Powell to get things going, screen yep. and rolling, diving hard. Middle of the game, he disappeared, Brandon. And he has not had a game where he has not disappeared. The oh, Phoenix yeah. game where they looked great, he was a footnote. The only thing right. he did is he did he played well heads up against DeAndre Aiden. Right. The Memphis game, when they got things rolling, it wasn't until late in the game. The was it the Clipper game that he had fourteen and nineteen? I think it was the Clipper game, yeah. And it, no, 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 it was Sacramento. It was Sacramento. They hit a monster oh, right. box score to start. That was the a misleading box score, though. Remember, he was he, he was dog water for the was, first three quarters. He was MIA the first three quarters, and then the fourth quarter he was a bleeping monster, and it's just. Yeah. Find me the game. It's been nine games. Find me the game where it's like the you can put 20 of 25 minutes of Yusuf Nurkic on the tape and go, that's good enough. Yeah. I, I just, I, you know, I keep hearing, and um, I know it's kind of been reported, but like I just keep hearing about how this coaching staff, you know, they're, they're, they're teaching him. They're, they're at some point, man, like you can't keep telling me that he's, still learning he's been in the league for a long time it's not like he's it shouldn't be this complicated no and i, I think we're, we're at the point i think the reason we're hearing that so much is because things are kind of reaching that that level of we talked about it 15 games the nurk experiment is it's it's coming to a close very quickly and i'm very interested to see how that turns when it's basically you had your chance big fella Unless he gets going here in the next couple games, they're not going to make that change. I think they. I think they will give him a few more opportunities. I think no, they tried oh, no, tonight. I, well, no, 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 no. I'm saying, are you suggest? You're not suggesting lineup switch, right? You're just no, 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 no. I think they're going to. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about as far as like his role. Like they, they're trying to elevate him now, but, yeah, but he's Danny, not do doing to, well with the possessions. I, yeah, I don't disagree with that. But do they have to worry about the psyche of that situation? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, if if because it's going to be explained to him, he, it's it's going to be whatever game fifteen, game twenty, and they're going to go, listen, man, hey, we we tried to get you involved, you you couldn't do this, so this yeah. is what we need from you. Yeah. Because if Chauncey's going to talk about having very real conversations, 
that's a very real conversation because that has all the potential in the world to be completely sideways because yep. I don't think they can dance that line all season. Do you? No, I don't. But if, if you get to the point where you, I don't know, that's, that's the trouble with this thing is like, if you keep going to them to get them going, you'll have a couple games where I'm sure it'll work, but mm-hmm. I think it largely is showing that it's not consistent enough. But if you, if you indicate you're going away from him, that's that's when I worry. Like if yeah. I if you told me tonight he went in the locker room and he was like personally in his head down on his on tonight's game instead of like being excited Did that they won can, that they won and he contributed in some mm-hmm. way. I I don't know how surprised I'd be by that. All right. Well, we went a little bit longer than normal just because, well, it's been a while since they've had a win. Um, Shout out Rocco, though, man. They got that win. Listen, and I think they're, they're going to be the Lakers tomorrow because Lakers are probably sitting AD. So LeBron and AD are likely out tomorrow for the Lakers. Unfortunate, my physical therapy doctor hadn't been to a Blazers game in years. He had never seen LeBron James live, and he told me he was very much excited for LeBron James because he's got some great tickets. And I swear to God, I walked out of that PT clinic and 10 minutes later, the news about LeBron's uh, ab. Out for a week. Out for a week. And I, I didn't even have the heart to go back in and tell him, like, he'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> I felt awful, man. Uh, but we will have pre and post for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will be a big game. It will be a second of a back-to-back. Can the Blazers build on it? It's Lakers back in Portland, even though you won't be able to recognize a Laker not named Carmelo Anthony. Uh, real quick, Brandon, how many points does Melo have tomorrow? Ooh. Uh, What's your mellow prop? I'd say the over under is thirteen and a half. I was gonna go fifteen and a half. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I guess yeah. If AD's not playing too, there's a lot uh, of touches to go around. <laughs> I tell you what, let's call it in between. Let's call it Four- dead on fourteen. 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 I'll still take the over on that. I'll take the under. Yeah. I think he shoots a poor game. He is. He has been one of the hottest shooters in the league to start this year. Granted, oh, I know. He's every single one of them. Of the year. Well, every single one of them has been a three. I, he's, he's not beating out Harrow. Harrow has been unreal. Oh, I know. I It's not even a contest, yeah. but like there's that narrative. It's like really L- LA mellow. Yeah. We're, we're pushing the mellow six man of the year. Well, thing. they tried to do it here a little bit too. And I was like, Portland mellow. Really? Yeah. I don't yeah. know about that. Uh, but guys, somebody here who said 30 points for mellow, 50 points for mellow, 17 points. I, <laughs> I, I will not do a post game show. If mellow drops 50, just pack that up <laughs> right now. I won't be here. Nope. I will. I'll be I'll be dancing all over your grave. <laughs> I will I will Karma bitch. <laughs> I will I will be covered in foil at that point in time. <laughs> um so we won't be uh it's, it's, God, I can't remember. We'll we'll, we'll go normal time 5:30 tip uh or 5:30 show. Um but yeah, I just, I want to see them put together two games. They're going to win tomorrow. Okay. They're going to win tomorrow. What, I'll tell you what, I'm taking the points, whatever it is. Probably Blazers minus, I'd say, seven and a half. I'll you think it's going to get that points. big? Yeah. yeah. With no no AD, no Bron. And, and yeah. no, even when they're healthy, no matter who's on that Lakers team, right. they, they, they play like crap in Portland. It's such a weird, weird thing. Like, historically, they have just been a nightmare in Portland. It's yeah. kind of a weird thing. Um, thank you all so, 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 so very much. You spent your long, lustrous evenings uh, after a game on a Friday night with us. Uh, and these post game shows are growing every single time, uh, more so on wins. Hmm, interesting. Uh, 
But please, like, rate, review, subscribe. If you're watching here on YouTube live, please click the subscribe button. Help us grow the channel. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Uh, if you're into the whole podcast thing, we also have those. That's what Jack Ramsey's is based on, part of a Blue Wire network. Uh, you can follow us on social at Danny Moring, at Brandon Sprague, at Jack Ramsey's. Uh, we will be going three days in a row here because of the game tonight, game tomorrow against the Lakers, and then Brent and I will record a mailbag pod on Sunday afternoon. So if you want to get your mailbag questions in, you can DM them to me, you can reply, you can tweet them at me, or you can tweet them at the Jack Ramsey's account, and uh, we'll work in as many as we can. Uh, for Brandon, I'm Danny. We'll catch you guys tomorrow afternoon at 5.30 for the Blazers and Lakers. And until then, bye! Bye!